Hello and welcome to the Modern Code Podcast. My name is Dotsun Lushaka and today we'll be speaking with Latif Saka. Latif is a lifestyle and travel blogger who moonlights as an investment banker. We had an interesting conversation covering male hygiene, skincare regimen, travel, and so much more. Saka, who is, you know what, Latif, why don't you tell us about yourself? <laughs> uh, thank you. So my name is Latif Saka. I am a lifestyle, travel and skincare blogger slash blogger. Um, I would say I mainly kind of sit in the realm of travel and skincare, things which I think are extremely not only enjoyable, but important to myself. Um, outside of that, I also work in the financial industry. Um, which not a lot of people know. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm like a man of many hats. When you say financial industry, what do you mean? Like, so essentially, I work in investment banking, um, and I am essentially my role is more advisory. Okay, nice. I like it. So you ha- you have a full day's job, not just a I spend nine to five somewhere just to get to my real job type deal. Yeah. So, um, and I think, you know, that is probably, I would say, the biggest challenge. So sometimes I'm in the office at like 8 a.m. I'm leaving at 7, 8 p.m. I want to do a blog post. I want to edit a vlog. I also do write uh, quite a few things that are based on race and ethnicity. Or I may, you know, want to plan something. Of course, there's also like having a social life, being able to communicate with your friends and family. And sometimes just doing both, I do find to be the most difficult uh challenge that sounds full that sounds very full i was in that oh it's a very full day and when i think about like stuff so i'm very big on like volunteering and doing a lot of extracurricular activities as well so when i even add those to the mix sometimes by the end of the week i just feel so tired so how do you how are you able to separate the different parts of because um, events, events, um, events is so different from blogging and all that. How do you separate the different parts of your life or are they all the same thing to you? Um, I think they're quite separate, but I think it's because I've also had, um, multiple interests in various different things. So I would like to consider myself a multifaceted individual. And I think like in terms of the investment banking route, um, previously I had studied history and politics and I'd went to go do a master's in management, which covers, you know, business, corporate finance. And I guess from that route, I was very much interested in the financial industry. Um, and I kind of took that as a kind of follow on from academia. Whereas I guess the vlogging and lifestyle also kind of appeal to my more creative side. So even sometimes when I, I see them as like two different parts of myself that I'm doing separately and they don't really mix, I would say per se. Cause I mean, I would say, because if I think about it, a lot of people at work, for example, don't know, I do like vlogging and blogging. And most people who watch my, I guess, vlogs and blogs and follow me on social media don't know that I do investment banking. So I do keep the both quite, they're like quite separate from one another. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the fact that we live in a time where people can be such different things that fulfill them in different ways. And 
it's 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 a great time to be alive pandemic uh aside <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, it's really interesting that you say that because you know i was having this discussion with um <clears throat> my mother and i was having this discussion with some of my older cousins and they were kind of saying you know they feel like our generation is so lucky because you had people that are just extremely multidimensional you can find someone who is you know, maybe potentially a lawyer, but they'll be like to you, well, actually, I do art on the side. Or, you know, you just like, everyone just seems so multidimensional now. It's like, you're not limited to one thing. And I think that also, when I think about it, it goes back to like academia, like this diversity of education. So I know people that are like, for example, traders, or like um, investment bankers, analysts, who you would traditionally assume they've done like a a business or finance or maths degree and actually they've done something like history or art and it's just kind of showing people that actually you could do different things and be that multi-dimensional person it's really just about I guess your skill set your determination and I guess your motivation to succeed in whatever you do yes yes it's just it's just an interesting time in that we have the, we have access to do so much so many different things and you go on Instagram and you see people with backgrounds in anything having cooking cooking channels having um makeup channels and you can see that just being able to have the opportunity and access to do so many different things makes life so much more fulfilling for everyone it's it's a great time to be alive agree yeah yeah so let me ask my first actual question from your experience what is the myth of the male hygiene? What is it? Like, what is it, what do people believe male hygiene is? And what is the reality? So <laughs> I think a lot of men, <laughs> all of us, we get a kind of bad rap. I think there is this, uh, there is this idea that men in general do not have the best hygiene or are not at all bothered about hygiene. Um, there's this, you know, belief that most men just kind of use the products that their mothers, sisters, wife, girlfriends um, get them. And don't get me wrong, to a certain extent, that could be true. Um, and there's, you know, this kind of belief like, yeah, we're very quick and we rush. And again, this can be true because despite me doing a lot of skincare, I can 100% tell you I am very, very quick um, inside the bathroom in what I need to do. Um but I think what makes it interesting is that no one tries to really actively debunk um, these theories. So even when you look at adverts, for example, that are, I guess, targeting men. So let, let's say like a shaving, a shaving um, advert. One thing that I particularly noticed is that when the man is in front of his mirror shaving, they usually show his cabinet. And his cabinet will typically have toothpaste, a toothbrush and deodorant, <laughs> right? Three things. Now, if you go to look at any adverts that have a woman in them, you yeah. see her cabinet and you will see a wide array of products. You will even see a plant there, right? Um, I actually get jealous sometimes. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? You look at their products and you're like, wow, like that, that's a lot, right? Um, and I think that's also kind of helped with this uh, perception that people have on male hygiene. And like like I said, don't get me wrong, it may be true because I think nothing is binary. But what I do find is that this can also be the same for women because generally some women don't necessarily care about hygiene. They may just use the first thing they see inside a shop. Um, they may use something that their mum told them to use or they may just use something simply because their friend told them. Um, yeah. But it's interesting that 
disdain, these same uh, stereotypes and conceptions are not placed on women like how they are placed on men. And I think the truth is, is that, like I said, nothing is binary, nothing is right or wrong, yes or no. There will be some men who, you know, are more interested in their hygiene and a process and a, a regime, and there'll be some men who absolutely don't care. And again, that's fine. I just think that no one really tries to... Um, debunk the theory that men don't care about their hygiene i think you're doing a really good job of doing of that actually because being very open about your routines and your skincare regimen and all that has been um has been pretty good at least for for my sphere of the internet because we all live in semi-constructed bubbles but um having people like you are so open about okay, here is my bedtime routine, here is my daytime routine, here are the products I use, has definitely been a refreshing difference. Because I know I have female friends who, like, actually someone, uh, a very close friend just recently tweeted that she didn't realize you had to wash your face twice a day. Like, she just did not know. (laughs) And she was like, her friends were asking her, so what have you been doing? She was like, uh... (laughs) You know, and I know men that, like, Yes, most of us were raised with the idea of get it done, get it out, get out of the house. That that's that's the general myth. But one hundred percent. Like I mean, even growing up, and this is the thing. I think like people conflate, um, you know, using products with I guess taking long inside the bathroom. Because I can hands down tell you that. I am the quickest person inside the bathroom because it doesn't take me an hour to do what I need to do. I just need to leave a one minute gap before each product I apply on my face and I'm good to go. So I think there's also that idea that people have that by using all of these things, a man can't be quick. And as a result, he shouldn't do it because that's the aim for all men to be quick. That's that's fair. So, what are your hygiene most most use? Like these these are your basics of. I'm I'm rushing as quick as you are already, but I have very little time today. These are the one, two, three, four, five things I have to do. General hygiene doesn't just have to be skincare, like but general hygiene for a day. So or, yeah. Hmm. So I think this is a bit of a loaded one, but I mean personally, I think general things that you should be doing is first off, and I think taking this whole uh, pandemic into consideration is wash your hands, <laughs> right? <laughs> wash your hands, uh, whether it be you come home from work, uh, whether it be before you start cooking, before you do anything or after you've touched anything, do wash your hands. I think another thing which a lot of people, and this is a really interesting one, is change your bed sheets, right? Change your bed sheets at least once a week. Right. These are not even these are for me are just general things that you should be doing. Um, again, you don't need to get like a wide range of products, but you know, you ideally want to be making sure, and I hope everyone does this anyway, but showering, um, having a bath every day. <laughs> you think you would think that <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, said. I hope. I hope everyone's already <laughs> doing it. Um but you know, just in the likelihood you're you're not, then please do so and remember to wash your legs. Don't let water just like go down them. I have seen things on the internet. Like <laughs> obviously, I, I have seen things. I'm 
Uh, yeah, just continue. Like I'm still, tr- I'm still traumatized. I've seen things. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Let's 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 talk about it. Let's talk about it. because it, that was that's where the myth comes from. It's people saying crazy things like that. Yeah, like, um, I think during this uh, Corona period, someone tweeted, "Oh, I haven't had a shower in four days." And the thing was, I looked at it, and then I went underneath the tweet, and I saw loads of people saying, "Same, lol, same." lol it's been a week lol it's been two weeks and i'm just like eh and you people are actually proud to say it on the internet on the internet because i was like if you're proud to say it that means that you're probably doing worse that's exactly if that's the if that's the medium of okay this is something i can say in public what's the truth of it you've you normally don't shower probably even when there was no pandemic but now you feel like okay you know what I think all of us haven't showered. I can say it in public now. That's the, that's just the vibe I got from it. Because I'm like, I can't... Okay, even on days I don't work out. But if I don't shower... Yeah, there is I'll be lazy enough to not shower. But by evening, I can smell myself. Mm. Yeah, because- like- don't get me wrong. I'm not. That's that's nothing. I'm not saying like, oh my god, before you br- like before you have breath, <laughs> jump inside that shower. But you would hope that at least once a day, you'd get you around shower, to it, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like me personally, if I'm leaving my house, I would always shower before I leave my house. There are some people who may feel like they want to run errands, um, because they need know that it may be quite difficult, or they're going to be sweaty, or they're going to get a haircut. They may decide actually. I'm just going to spray some deodorant and I'm going to run out of my house, do my errands and come back and then have a shower. Okay, cool. That's it's fine. Happens. <laughs> I, I mean, as long as you're just showering, that's, that's my own. Just shower once a day. Yeah, because even before the pandemic, there were some arguments on the internet. Like some someone would say something like, oh, letting water, um, washing your butt is gay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, I, I saw someone tweet that in like this kind of in this mock way they was like wait lol guys are actually watching washing their bum and i was like I, I, i'm sorry so what were you doing or what, what are you doing like exactly right it, it just makes you wonder like are people okay or like there's this whole thing <laughs> about this woman who was who said something about not washing her legs and just letting water run down them and i was like god and the thing is, there was, like, a lot of people that agreed with her. And I was just like, God, this is why you can't eat at people's house, anyone's eat? house. I'm talking about, you. Can, I, when I see things like that, I just think about, like, other humans have sexual relations with you. Like, it just, I, that's where my head goes to. Even the eat part is kind of all over the place, but that's one side. But the other part is, because that is the most intimate thing you can do with a person. And you're telling me you don't adequately on a baseline wash yourself people touch you god almighty what like how do you because here's my here's my thinking about it is okay for me for instance i have a very sensitive palate which leads to my nose being very sensitive i smell things from across the room all the time so even living with myself would be uncomfortable now imagine someone saying, I never wash my feet. I just let, let water just do its thing. Or I don't wash my bum because it's gay. Or like, or I don't shower for four days. I would choke. You know? 
But that, but, but that, but that comes back to how were some of us raised, actually? The thing is, right, I generally sometimes don't think that this has an issue. Not necessarily like how people are raised. I do think there's quite a few things. I think that's one element, how people are raised. And I think it's also generally, some some of the stuff, I genuinely believe that when people are being tweeted that they haven't bathed for X amount of days, I do feel like some of the people sharing and agreeing are generally just, is sarcastic. They're just doing oh, it. Okay, for like banter. I, I would hope, right? They're just doing it for like the purpose of banter or making a joke. Um, and then I do genuinely feel like there are some people who they just don't care. And I think because no one has ever spoken to them about it, they they literally just feel like they they have nothing, that they shouldn't change what they're doing. So, like, I remember there were a few times, even in university, where there was a particular... <laughs> and I hope, well, I mean, I hope they're not listening to this. But... Um, there was probably an individual. <laughs> <laughs> there was an individual who really had this intense body odor, and um, a lot of people would obviously talk about it, but no one would actually tell them. Um, and I can only imagine that there are loads of people that are going through a similar thing. That maybe just you know they 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 lack self awareness. They can't smell themselves, so they think that their current you know routine or whatever is acceptable and I remember you know we literally just finished the lecture he sat next to me one hour of like breathing through my mouth I just had to pull him to one side and be like look you smell um, <laughs> and people have been speaking about it and this is not a one-off occasion um, I don't know what you need to do and the thing is it also comes back into the other there's different elements because for example someone may not smell so the first thing he said to me was I shower every day like extremely defensive and I was like okay you shower every day that's fine are you using deodorant are you changing your clothes as often because I was like this is the issue like smell lingers I was like are you taking all of those steps and you know he was a bit defensive at first and I was like look personally like you smelling or not smelling doesn't necessarily change the person who you are but what it does mean is that i will not want to be in your immediate vicinity and people are going to be speaking about you right so i was like you can either take this on board um this isn't me being malicious i'm only saying this for your own betterment i would rather you know me say it to you than be part of those that are just saying it behind your back and you can change that and you know what after that conversation he never smelt again ever again ever ever again and it was just sometimes just making people conscious of it because like I, the thing is I realize some people can't smell themselves. That's actually an actual thing. They become so comfortable that it's their normal. So it takes someone else to let them know that something is off, like do something about it. And sometimes our culture of being nice instead of being kind gets in the way of us telling the truth to people we care about that. We can't, we feel that it would be nice of us not to say anything what to not out their feelings while the, the the truth of it is the kind thing is to do is something like brah something is awful ma'am like exactly. do something about this you know that's 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 an interesting thing though it's an interesting thing that our our need to be nice is is getting in the way of doing the best thing for people exactly it's it, it is annoying it is very annoying because, I mean, the thing is, I don't even think it's being nice. I think it's obviously about the way that you word it, right? So, like, if you say to someone, you stink, 
that's you know I mean that's not nice that's you actually being malicious right if you just tell them you know like look on a serious p you you know you have body odor this is what it's causing you can change it that's all it needs to be right you don't need to dig in deep you don't need to insult them you don't need to be like oh like if they tell you what like for example one of the questions he said was like what does it smell like i could have obviously given a description of like what i felt it smelled like but i was like I don't know, like that. That's not that's irrelevant at this point. If we're being quite honest, um, you just have body odor. Sort it out. That that's it. Yeah, no, no. And and the good thing is, if you can very honestly tell someone that they will usually take it on board, except they're absolutely I don't know idiotic. But that's 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 an interesting that's an interesting thought of people not. Not taking, not taking on advice or not taking on um, well-intentioned comments. I don't know. Oh, do you, but honestly, though, do you think people would, even after telling them in the most empathetic way, they would not take the they would not take the advice on board? Yeah, I probably think um, they do because there are some people that you know smell still, and it's clear that maybe someone may have told them and they've chosen not to listen. Or is it just ignorance of what is the right thing to do? I mean, the thing is, if we're being honest, right? So if we talk about, like, the human body, this is not necessarily a case of, you know, like, how do I get rid of hyperpigmentation or, like, dark spots or uneven skin? It's not that complicated. Essentially, for body odor, you're just ensuring that you scrub every part of your body underwater. It doesn't even need to be hot. It doesn't need to be warm. If you like, it could be ice cold. Um you know you scrub your armpits extremely well you kind of go for those um i guess the joint parts where you know you get a lot of sweat building up um you spray deodorant and you wear clean clothes it's actually very simple um i think i think you then need i think the thing that's probably more complicated and actually is worth mentioning is that some people i guess are more inclined to sweat more than others that's true yeah and as a result that should be something that you should be able to identify if you need to buy a deodorant that's 48 hours or something like generally i think you should also safe like buy not necessarily buy the best product but like for example if i was going out to buy deodorant and i saw a deodorant that said 24 hours or 48 hours i know that or say or say it's a sports or for athletes. Yeah, exactly, right? Something that I knew, know that has, like, is strong and has, like, long durability. Like, that's what I would go for. Regardless of the fact that I know I'm going to bath twice within 48 hours, I'll still get the 48-hour one. Yeah. And I think for some people, when you know that about yourself, it, could, it now comes down to... Taking maybe taking showers every six hours, uh, taking showers um, every six hours, or ensuring that you you abstain from um, activities that will exert you a little bit more, like or changing your diet sometimes could be could be the key. All there's so many factors to it. I feel like some of it is just ignorance. People don't know, or they feel like this is my normal and there's nothing I can do about it. You know. Yeah, and I think that just comes down to you know being slightly lazy if 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 we're being honest um you know like if 
like it's 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 a weird one, right? Because I I just don't imagine that someone can tell you something and you won't you would think oh well there's nothing I could do about it. Have you, you seen Twitter? I mean, the, <laughs> the thing is though, if we're being honest, and I guess this is what also comes about. It depends on the person who's telling you, and I guess their delivery. But I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest with Twitter. Twitter is a place of mob mentality and jungle justice. So to a certain extent, if someone tried to give me advice or criticize me, depending on how they delivered it, it's likely that I would even click it open because people, a majority of people, they're not there to educate or help people. They're there to embarrass and humiliate you. And don't get me wrong, lessons can be learned from embarrassment and humiliation. It's just that it's going to be much harder for you to take on board. So my idea is that, like, look, if, let's just say, um, you was tweeting now, I don't wash my legs, I don't need to quote tweet you if you're my friend and be like, what? I can DM you, message you, WhatsApp you, phone you, see you in person and tell you why that's wrong. And I think mm. that's what people need to do. So, like, if you see your friend saying, same, I haven't bathed for four days, you may want to just pick up the phone and be like, bro, is everything okay? Is everything all right at home? Is it that you're lacking water? Do you want to clean up for a bit? Like, 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 let me know what the their situation. What the is. problem is, you know. Exactly. I get you. I get you. So, how has your um your skincare regimen? Because that's it. That's what. That's actually one of the oh, things I, that I still, uh, some more, I still had some more hygiene must do's. Oh really? I'm listening. Oh good. Trim your nails. That I find the trimming of nails cutting your nails is something which i'm actually guilty well i'm guilty of in a weird way because my nails grow extremely fast um so i'm always like i kind of forget but it's really important because you know if you think about the amount of stuff that well i mean i don't know but some there are some foods which i use to eat with my hand and you know a lot of food gets stuck in your nails a lot of bacteria a lot of dirt and it just kind of stays there so trying to make sure you trim your nails as much as possible to prevent anything from getting in there is actually quite good. Yeah, definitely. During this pandemic, my biggest, one of the biggest things I've missed is my nail tech. Because yeah. I was going <laughs> every week or every two weeks, depending on how how my schedule worked out. But it was always between a 7 to 14 day window. I have missed her so much. Now, I don't know if I miss her because of the nail part or for the hand massage part. It, it's one or the other. <laughs> Like I'm, 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 I'm struggling right now, man. I am struggling. I don't know how much like I can take this. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but that I definitely agree with you. So what else? Um, and I guess generally, I think the last one, which I guess you know, this this one's a bit hit and miss. Actually, you know what? It's not hit and miss. I'm trying to be nice. Make sure that you brush your teeth and floss twice a day, or at least once a day. Um, because if I think about sometimes early in the morning, the amount of bad breath I've encountered, I'm just like, God, why? How is your breath <laughs> smelling before 9am and you haven't eaten anything? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> right, honestly, sometimes I'm just honestly taken back, especially when you're in the office and someone opens their mouth to talk to you and you're like, like, please, what is it? What is it that this early in the morning your that breath is this bad already? Yeah, I think I think that one is it, it's it's a culture of laziness. That one is that on that one I agree. It has to be because it makes no sense. Because my thing is 
brush twice a day. One thing I haven't found that's been really helpful is flossing twice a day. It's actually even more helpful than brushing twice a day because the way we eat sometimes, some of us say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll brush right before bed. But do we really, do we have another like midnight snack to help us along the way? I mean, you're not wrong. Like I think for me personally, because my I have no gaps in my teeth, so depending on what I eat, I automatically can feel like it's something stuck in my tooth. So constantly. constantly, and I find it so irritating. So I actually probably floss after every single meal. Um, mm-hmm. I have flossed um, at work. I have flossed in most of my bags. I have flossed <laughs> in my bathroom. <laughs> I actually have a lot of floss. Um, and, you know, my friend's a dentist, and I guess because also she has similar teeth to mine, that she's always like, yeah, like flossing is just good. Obviously, you don't do it excessively because it can lead to like bleeding yeah, and irritation. Yeah, bleeding, yeah. Um, but she was like, flossing is good. And to be honest, like sometimes after I finish eating, you know, and I'm going to get really technical here because my dentist friend uh, did tell me this, is that we really shouldn't be brushing our teeth um, anything under three hours after we've eaten. Um, because, oh. Yeah, so because like you literally have all of the acids and the stuff that you've eaten on your your teeth. So when you're brushing it, it's like you're yeah, rubbing it back in and destroying the enamel and you're actually weakening your teeth, especially if you're someone who drinks fizzy drinks or stuff that is like highly acidic. Wow. That is new. Never heard of that. Yeah. So like she's a dentist. I can't, I think I was just telling Artson about like brushing teeth and then she just mentioned it. And she was like, it's actually really bad. She was like, it's not the worst thing you can do, but if you can, avoid it. Hmm. So sometimes, if I'm being honest, like if I've had like a very late um, meal, um, and let's just say I've eaten at like 9 or 10, and I'm going to sleep at 11, I would probably only just mouthwash and forego brushing my teeth because I know that in one hour... You'll be asleep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. So I was going to ask this. I forgot earlier. Um, for those of us who are more melanin, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Melanin intensive. Um, for men, especially, how do you advise people avoid looking ashy? Um, so, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so I think you know, generally, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, obviously we all have different experiences. I do generally think like black men and women from a young age are taught to moisturize because unfortunately, well, I'm not saying unfortunately, I love asking. I think, do you know what's actually so funny? So, um, no, I think so because they may not moisturize the best. Do not get me wrong. Because I, I will be honest, like, look, sometimes, and this is what I say about me being quick in the bathroom. If I'm late for work, I'm creaming my hands, my face, mm. and what you can see. If my legs are dry, yeah, my legs are dry. The rest because, <laughs> no, no one's going to see that inside the office. Do you get what I mean? And it's about prioritizing. Um, obviously, if I have time, I'm going to moisturize my whole body. But I think generally, like most black people, because the fact is, is that if you don't, like moisturize your face or your hands is very obvious like i cannot count the amount of times that between my friends and i or other people where we've seen someone with dry hands and we've just had to be like bruh, bruh like, <laughs> i don't get 
Now, to the extent like that I would say that people moisturize their whole body, that's up in the air. Because like I said, some people may take the view I take when I'm in a rush that, look, if no one's seeing it, I don't need to moisturize it. Yeah. But a really interesting story that my mum actually told me. So my mum was telling me that actually when she was growing up in Nigeria during the 60s, she made a really good point. I can't remember what we was talking about. And she was saying that people who did not have um, well, um, sorry, poorer people. And she actually said that there was actually a whole like um, editorial about it. But I digress. That essentially they would moisturize their body with cooking oil. Mm. So like vegetable oil and stuff like that. And there was this big thing about like a few people who had done it and rats had kind of bitten the back of their feet while they were sleeping. And, you know, while that's really unfortunate, (laughs) don't get me wrong, it did kind of show to a certain extent the awareness that you had to moisturize, right? To look a certain way. To look presentable, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, like, if you now ask me, do I think that maybe do all melanated people moisturize because they see the benefit of it? So, for example, like keeping your skin hydrated and blah, blah, blah. That is up in the air, right? But what I can say is that people do, especially people of colour, um, black people, they do moisturise to look presentable. Mm. Yeah, so, okay, I think one of the things that, uh, at least I, from my opinion, is a baseline, especially those of us that grew up outside um, of colder temperatures, we learned how to moisturise based on that climate. Then when we move to the UK, US, um, other parts of the, of, of the world that are much colder, that baseline doesn't work anymore. Oh, 100%. Because if I think about how I moisturize in Nigeria versus how I moisturize hair, like I could do like a small, in fact, most of my products are slightly different. They're less heavier, but I could just do like a one over and I'm good to go. In London, I have to, cr- I have to cream my hand thoroughly. Thoroughly, because as soon as the cold touches it, I could just see that it's starting to either look dry or extremely pale. Yeah. So if I tell you what I do, it's, it gets a little anal. So I have um, travel-sized um, lotions. So one of my favorite places is Marshalls. Marshalls always has this cosmetic section that has tons of different great products, great smelling products, and. For me, I lead by my nose. My nose literally leads, leads my entire life. If it smells good, I'm there. Whether it's food, whether it's cosmetics, <laughs> whatever. If it smells good, I'm there. So I, I would spend hours at uh, Marshall's um, cosmetics section and just picking out hand creams that smell the best. So what I do is I have one, um, I have one bottle in each car. I have one at my desk. Wow, each car. I have, God, God, when, when will you dare from me? Each car, just like that. God, when will you dare from me? Now, wow. Look, I'm a family man. I have to have the big one and then the small one so people don't stress my life. Wow. Wow. So I have one in each car, one at my desk at work, one in my backpack. So that's, what, four now? And I have, I think, another two somewhere around the house. But that's just my emergency. I, I just went to the bathroom. I washed my hand. I need to, to use lotion again. What I really use for like my normal routine is 
uh, whipped shea butter, which I do myself. <clears throat> so what I did was I'd get my mom when she's coming back from Nigeria to get me like a whole chunk of raw uh, shea butter and she brings it with her. And then I would whip it myself. Um, I'd buy um, fragrance oils and massage oils, unscented oils, and use those as the base. And then add fragrance oils, depending on what my nose is telling me for that month. And then I'll whip it all together. So that's my normal. Um, that's my normal um, lotion. And then I'd have all my other emergency ones. But that's how much. I am going out of my way to make sure I do not come out looking like a piece of cardboard. Like it's 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 legit for me. What's interesting there is that you are driven by presentation as opposed to you know because in you like you know as opposed to like maybe keeping your skin hydrated or oh no it's all vanity man it's all vanity (laughs) right and it's it's all vanity. It's interesting because that you mentioned it because I have. uh, a hand cream that I keep on my desk um, and I always use it like especially because like I said after washing your hands your hands go dry I always use it and it's interesting because one of my friends um, at work she, she would ping me she'd be like um, so do you have cream and I'm like why what's up she's like oh my feet are dry and I'm wearing shoes <laughs> that shit <shows> my feet <laughs> and I'm like yeah come over and then obviously I have my gym bag as well which has like my big. Oh yeah, I have one in my gym bag as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just like, yeah, you can use that. So yeah, no, I, I definitely understand. I think like most people, most black people definitely have like options, whether it be at one kind of one option at work, one option at home. Yeah, I, I get that. Which is which is still which still bothers me when I go out and I see black men, especially because women generally rarely will it happen. They definitely go out of their way to make sure it doesn't, but. This is which is where some of the question about do men take as much care of themselves as they should comes into it is if you're going to see a, a, a ashy black person, it's almost always going to be a man, you know, and that's where it comes into it is, bro, are you doing enough or, you know, but it's, it's, it's interesting though, you know, because I feel like we at baseline, we were, we were thought better, we were raised better. You know, and like I said, for me, it's all vanity. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't know enough about skin hydration to say, okay, this oil is more moisturizing than the other one. I just know that, okay, this one smells good. And this one will keep my skin looking moisturized longer. Look, you notice the, the difference. Looking moisturized longer. I don't know if you actually does it. <laughs> but those are the parameters I use to determine... How do I whip the shea butter? What which oils are in, integrated into it? But that's that's just me. I don't know about most people, but it's 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 definitely for me. It's fun. It's actually fun. It's something that I enjoy doing. So I think that has helped helped like guide how I how much time I spend doing it. You know. No, that makes sense. That no, that definitely makes sense. And you know that that was like yeah, my initial point. It's more like presentation than like vanity, I guess. <laughs> No, it's, all, it's all right. It's the only reason I work out. It's, it's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's go about the most do's. Um, shower. Basic. Use deodorant. Basic. Um, clip your nails. You'd think it's basic. Brush your teeth twice a day. Floss twice if possible. Did I miss anything? And change your bed sheets. Change your bed sheets at least once a week. At least once a week. And also, 
wash your clothes. I think I think everyone does that when you're fairly common sense isn't common, so we'll just throw that one out there. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> yeah. And I mean I can <laughs> don't joke. <laughs> uh, um and I guess this this one is not necessarily a hygiene must do for yourself. And I guess it falls quite similar to I guess like changing washing your clothes and changing your bed sheets, but ensuring that the environment that you are in is also clean. Um, mm. whether we like it or not, that does have um an impact on how we take care of exactly. Um not only on how we take care of ourselves, but also like us in general. So like if you are not like dusting or hoover in your house, um you have a lot of dust buildup, which obviously is going to settle on your sheets, your skin, and clothes, even yeah. your clothes, you know, and that's not what you want. So, so, you know, taking great care to your, taking great care to clean your environment as well. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So yeah, brush, shower, clip your nails, change your bed sheets, moisturize, and keep clean. It's basic, but basic. You know, so um, one thing I do want to know is what has your skincare right right now when you make your um, skincare videos, it's detailed, it's extensive with like six. I, I think you you posted a picture of your current skincare lineup and I was like, what the? There were so many <laughs> different. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, so what I want to know is. What has the journey been from when you started taking this seriously to whatever it is now, which I do, I'm sorry, I get it, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't go that far, but what has the journey been from when you took it seriously to now? Like, cover um, them now. I think, to be fair, when I did post that picture, literally I had people message me like, look, do you own a factory? Like, <laughs> shop, are you trying to sell stuff? I was like, whoa, 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 guys. And what's actually really funny about that picture is that that was actually after I had done my clear out. Um, oh, wait, what? So, yeah, that was like a third of what was left. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Wow. Uh, so Don't get me wrong, it works. It, you look amazing. Like, your skin looks like silk. But, bruh, that is a lot. I'm like, do you do all of this every day, or does he use on a rotating schedule? Or like, I really want to understand. That's why I'm like, this is why I put this question here: is give me the history of this is where I started, this is where I'm at now, and this is how it makes sense. Okay, so right, basic. So I think when I first started, as I mentioned, most black people, we are, you know, I guess whether it be for presentation or just our skin types, especially living in the UK your moisturizer is just a norm, right? It's just a norm. And I think as you grow up, because your parents made that decision, they will pick the best moisturizers that are, I guess, suited to your skin type or what doesn't make you break out. Um, now, my parents actually are were very, I guess, um, <clears throat> okay, my mom. Let me just put it all on my mom. My <laughs> mother very much cares about her parents as well as mine. So growing mm. up, she always made sure she was aware that I had sensitive skin and I always made sure that all my moisturizers would be, you know, for sensitive skin types. She would include different things like glycerin and water. So I guess similar to you, she would buy like one ingredient and start mixing stuff and mixing bottles up and down. So the notion of taking care of your skin wasn't lost on me from like a young age. I was aware that it was important. 
it's amazing how most of us that are more intentional about this seem to learn it from women. Yeah. Very, (laughs) very interesting. But however, the one thing I will give both my dad and stepdad is that they very much did care. However, Mm. I think it's more that their skin types, if recalling correctly, are not sensitive. So it wasn't, I think when you have a sensitive skin type, you need, you do need to be more intentional because you can use a cream, then your forehead will just break out. Um, that's true. And if you don't have sensitive skin type, and that's why I do find, so like when I'm answering questions and stuff, it always tends to people that have like either sensitive skin or like acne or blemishes that are, you know, that really need more help than anyone else. Like I think I have, I guess, normal sensitive skin but i think like when you have oily or dry skin it's very easy for you to navigate that space as long as your skin isn't sensitive um so obviously yeah like i said i always had a moisturizer always knew about that so as i got like old and i got to university uh one of my friends one of my good friends and my housemates ikram she started talking to me about face masks so a face mask is some a face mask she just used to use and i remember there was literally one day where we were having like pizza and movie night or whatever she was like okay do you want to do like a face mask and I was like sure can I use some of yours and we literally just sat down had them on watched like a few movies washed it off um and that was that so I think after two days I had also bearing in mind when I had used this face mask I had like a massive spot um and two days later I saw that my skin was considerably different I noticed that it was a bit brighter as well as that spot having disappeared. So I was like, oh, actually, maybe maybe there is something about this skincare thing, you know? Like, maybe this, maybe face masks do work. So I remember I went and bought the same face mask, and I remember it was from Lush. It was called Mask of Magnimity. Um, and I started using that, and I was like, actually, that's, uh, it was actually working for me at the time. Bearing in mind, this was like six, seven years ago. So I was like, okay. So then, obviously, as you grow older, you start to know certain things about your skin. Now, I do think that a lot of it, generally, I've never, I guess, had what you would call bad skin. I've always had, I guess, a very even, very even skin, and my skin has been largely unblemished. But obviously, as you grow older and you move into different environments, um, hormones, eating, I started to get spots. I started to realize that, you know, certain aspects of my skin were different so like I started to get like a lot of dark rings around my eyes um my cheeks were starting to be a different color from the rest of my cheeks and it become it became very evident because I was obviously comparing myself to how I looked before so it's like mm-hmm. I used to having very I guess what people would say good even skin to having spots hair pimples hair blackheads hair all of this and then obviously I started to go through as you know most men I'm sure you correlate everyone correlate when you start to get facial hair you get ingrown hairs, your skin becomes irritated. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful scenes um, that just turned me a bit <laughs> crazy. Um, so then I started going on Google, right? I started being like, okay, how do you get rid of dark spots? How do you make your skin even? How do you get, um, get rid of ingrown hairs? And I found that there was a wealth of information on there. But what I did find interesting was that most of it was dominated by white men. Now, the thing is with that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But 
we have to accept that biologically white men and black men are different in terms of like for example the way how a majority of our hair grows so like for most white men their facial hair grows straight right which means that exactly yeah so it means that they're able to have a much cleaner shave and there's a less there's a lesser likelihood of them having ingrown hairs Whereas black men, most of a majority of our hair tends to be curly, which means that sometimes it could curl back and grow back into the skin, causing ingrown mm-hmm. hair. Um, obviously, when we talk about stuff like hyperpigmentation and dark spots, a lot of um, moisturizers and creams that are used for white men also have lightening products, which don't necessarily have that much of an effect on them because, again, they are already light. Whereas if you use those same lightning products on a black individual, that essentially it'll go to skin tone, right? And I made that mistake. And I remember there was literally a situation where my friend said to me, are you getting lighter? And I had to look back and I was like, I do kind of feel like I'm getting a bit lighter. And I remember coming home from uni and I asked my mom and she was like, yeah, your face is definitely lighter. Um, and I remember just giving her some of the products. It was like, she's not too sure, but she was like, just read the ingredients. So I kind of done some research and I realized that there was a lightening agent in one of them. So I stopped using it and slowly my skin just went back to its natural color. And then I realized that a lot of brands use the word lightening and brightening interchangeably, which is extremely mm. problematic because a black person can use a brightening cream, which will also obviously increase their radiance and, I guess, systematically attack the dark areas. Whereas a lightning cream just literally affects the whole of your skin. Um, So I started to find out all these distinctions and I was like, "Uh, okay, actually, well, I'm going to need to invest a little bit more time into this, right? Because the one thing I don't want is anyone saying I bleach. (laughs) Because that is a whole separate conversation. Different kind of kettle of fish. Exactly, right? So I started to get more into it. And then what I started to find is that there are obviously some products that work better than others. There are some products which you can't use all of the time because of their intensity, like maybe the levels of acid they have in them or the their just their ingredients generally. So I started to like, you know, buy stuff, um, go to a few brands, get like a few trial samples, which I 100% encourage everyone to do. Everyone always wants to buy stuff without trying it go and collect that free trial uh, from the store. They will not say no. They're more than happy because they know that if it's good, you'll come back and buy, right? And once I feel like you've got that level of trust, it's easy to do so. So I started to do that. And then I think it just slowly evolved over that. So I would say like probably up to two years ago, I had a maybe one or two face masks, a toner, a face wash, a cleanser, um, an exfoliating brush. And then I had like different, I guess, add-ons. So like um, glycerin water, which is good for hydrating your skin, which I'll mix into my moisturizer. And aloe vera gel, which is really good for protecting your skin. Um, And that was generally it. So I think in the two years from that, obviously I started to explore different things so like for example how do you make your skin look you know like not dull which then brought in a new subset of products how do you try to i guess like stuff like anti-wrinkle not not anti-aging but like anti-aging anti-wrinkle etc kind of stuff looking at those kind of things and that brought a different 
set of products with it, like sunscreen, SPF, how to keep your dead skin cells away, which obviously is one of the main factors of causing um, ingrown hairs. Then that was another thing that I brought in. So it was just like a gradual process. And then obviously I started to have <clears throat> different brands reach out to me. So then when I had brands reaching out to me, sending me products, that obviously meant that I was trying a wide range of things. So sometimes they would send me stuff that I would have never have looked at myself. So like, for example, um, one brand sent me a, re- a midnight recovery cream, right? Which is aimed at like, ref- for you're supposed to put it on before you go to sleep. And it, re- it basically speeds up, um, it speeds up like your skin, I guess, recovery while you just and then when you wake up, your skin actually literally, it, it looks like you've just had a shower. Your skin looks that fresh. You don't look all dead and dry. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, right? Um, and then that was something that I would have never in my life would have like bore even looked at. But once it was put in front of me and I tried it, I was like, hmm, well, actually, this is, this is actually good. And that's the same for like various different other serums. So I think also a part of it has been like, I've been lacking the opportunity to be given stuff for free and try it out. And that's why I always do kind of talk about these things online so other people can know that that option is there. So what's your um, present regimen? Let's say perfect day, you don't have any reason to rush. You have time for your morning routine. You have time for your night routine. What does that look like right now? So we're talking about how many products too. Yeah, I, I would list the products as I go along. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure that if anyone, and you as well, if anyone has this, they'll be very shocked because everyone thinks that I use a lot of products. You bit in, in the tears of, of fairies or something. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm just going to put them all to sleep. Um, essentially, in the morning I wake up, um, I will use a face wash. Now, the reason why there's specific I use a face wash is because a face... I keep on saying face. A face wash is meant to like kind of it's not necessarily harsher, but it cleans your pores more deeply, right? Mm. Um, and it kind of gets into your skin. So I would normally use a face wash. Following a face wash, um, I will use a toner. Um, and the whole point of the toner is that it kind of helps close your pores as well as removing any additional dirt that's on your face. And you will be very surprised that some people feel like after they wash their face, their face is automatically clean. Um, mm. But it's not. Because sometimes I'll use a toner and I'll stand... And is this, like a, is this a daily toner or those you can use like daily. only twice? No, it's a daily toner. Daily toner. Oh, yeah. You just kind of use it. You use it on your face, your neck, and that's it, right? And it, what's really important about, like, I guess the toner is that it kind of sometimes set your skin's natural pH balance, which is oh, really okay. good. Bearing in mind, these two steps, that's probably one minute, 30 seconds, right? Just to give you a time, let's just put a time mm-hmm. on this. That's one minute, 30 seconds. Following that, if it's in the daytime, like I said, I will probably use a serum. Now, a serum that I'm most likely to use on an average day is probably a vitamin C serum which is obviously good for helping your skin in terms of being even, as well as getting rid of any dark spots and blemishes, right? So I will put that on. Again, that's another 30 seconds. I'll probably wait another 30 seconds as well. 
I will then uh, put on... Two minutes, 30 seconds now? Yeah, so we're at two minutes, 30 seconds. I will then put on my aloe vera gel. So like, as I said, aloe vera gel is really good for hydrating. It's also really good for keeping the sebum bacteria off of your face as well. Um, so I'll put that on top. Again, it doesn't, I'm sure you can imagine. I'm just rounding it up, but let's give that another 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Then I will use another, I'll use a moisturizer. So most of the moisturizers that I use are oil-free. I'll slap on one of those and then I will call it a day. If I'm leaving my house and I'm actually going out, I will then put um, SPF on top of my face and that's that. So it's actually probably under four minutes, 30 seconds. And that's just, that's all for for your morning routine. Doesn't sound that far from what I do. A few less uh, products, but um, okay. So for me, what I do is, Okay, like I was going back to it, like most of my knowledge of skincare has been from women. My female friends, people I know in my life that take that are very intentional about this. I just ask them questions like, what products have you used? The ones I know that have sensitive skin, especially like what products have you used that you think have been good? Or what's your routine? And then they give me the lowdown. Okay, this brand is good. This toner is good. And using their knowledge that I know they've tested, of course. I use that to kind of set up my routine. Like, so I have a face scrub in the morning from I think it's Urban Skin RX or something. I can't remember the name right now. Because one of the one of my favorite things right now is finding brands that are specific to Black people or Black men. That has definitely been one of my favorite things. So I use the face scrub from Urban Skin RX. Then I get out of the shower. I use. Um, so I have this. I bought this. Um, bunch of products from Bevel. I don't know if you know the brand. Yeah, I think that's aimed at black men now. I think yes. Roderick Hunter I saw was promoting at one point as well. Yes, yes. It's specifically for black men. So they have an entire line of skincare products, um, hair products and all that. So I bought their face serum. They have a face serum, they have a face gel, they have a face wash. I didn't get that. And a toner. But the toner, which is why I was asking about your toner, is their toner says specifically only used twice a week. Uh, for whatever reason so i try to keep to that so i'd use the face scrub i get out of the shower i use the serum and then i use the face gel so that's my that's my entire routine in the morning so that's like three three less products than you do so it's it's not it's not it's not terrible Uh, it's not terrible (laughs) no so like yeah no that 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 doesn't yeah no that doesn't sound bad it doesn't. It literally just sounds like you're using what two less products: a serum, yes, and aloe vera gel. That's it. Yeah, that's, it. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's not hard at all, right? It's, it's just very easy. And that's what I'm saying. Like once you have this routine and you have your products, it it becomes like you move on autopilot. Like, and then obviously when I get home in the evening, I will wash my face. I will wash my face. Use a toner put on a serum so like this is very i guess very important it depends on what i'm trying to do so for example serums are aimed at like i guess de- helping hyperpigmentation so while vitamin vitamin c helps with hyperpigmentation it's not necessary that's good but you have more harsher products i guess so like if you were to think about your salicylic acid or like snail essence for example mm. that end up helping hyperpigmentation and more likely to use that in the night because there's obviously low risk of sun exposure in fact low risk there is no risk of sun exposure at that time um or any i guess something like retinol anything that's acidic or heavy um i would probably use that and again it'll probably be the same i would then put on my aloe vera gel a moisturizer and that's it um, 
I'm good to go for bed. So it's mostly like a couple of the the products you use in the morning, use them again at night before going to bed, basically. Yeah, basically. And I kind of change it up, right? So obviously, like I said, so maybe like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I may generally just use um, a snail essence to make sure that my skin stays even and hyperpigmentation, all of that stuff. And Wednesday, I may be like, well, actually... Um, I don't need to put on any serums. I may just skip out the serums and put on aloe vera and call it a night with my moisturizer. Um, or I could, like, for example, use maybe retinol or, like, glycolic acid, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, like, obviously knowing knowing exactly what you want to achieve and how often you want to use it. So I have a few people that their rule of thumb is that they want to use... Um, glycolic acid twice a week or they want to mm. use salicylic acid twice a week and that's perfectly fine you just need to make sure you remember what day Which you day? want to do it and you spread it out evenly across your normal mm. routine so th- this is actually a good question uh, reminds me now i was going to ask you which toner do you use that is, that you're able to use it twice a day and it doesn't break your skin down so i use the cucumber herbal toner from kills which is non-alcoholic. Okay. I am literally Googling as you say right now. <laughs> okay, so it says cu- Kills Cucumber Herbal Conditioning Cleanser or Toner. Which one of them? Is it the same thing? Toner. It's the toner. Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's cheap. Oh, I miss Sephora so much. Good God. All right. Awesome. Got that down. Got that down. Yeah, right. it's, by, it's like a very mild toner. It's ideal for dry and sensitive skin types. Um... And, you know, it has a lot of herb extracts to, you know, kind of soothe and balance your skin. And your vitamin C serum, you use that once or twice a day? So my vitamin C serum, like, I use it, let's just say in a week, I will use it five times. Okay. Morning or night, although it's more likely going to be morning, um, I do use it five times a week. Interesting. Interesting. So I feel like vitamin C is extremely important for black people to make sure your skin looks bright and not dull. That's right. So um, that's the full-fledged, I know what I'm doing, I know what each product does version. Now, say I'm a young dude, I'm a black dude, I'm just starting out, I want to take my skincare seriously. What would you recommend, like a full slate of, this is what you do in the morning, this is what you do at night? And like, remember, this person doesn't know what anything does. So they just... And we're going with a normal skin. So give him a recommendation of do this one, two, three, four, five things to get you started. And then as time goes on, you can build on that by yourself. So I think generally, first thing that anyone could do is just try to understand what each product does, right? That a face wash is to kind of deeply clean your pores. A cleanser, which is different, is meant to kind of soothe your skin as much lighter, as well as hydrating your skin in the process. A toner is to kind of clean out any dirt as well as close your pores, restore your pH balance and kind of set the tone for you to put in your serum. Serums are like moisturizers. They're just much lighter. And depending if they're AH or BHA, which is like mm-hmm. alpha hydroxy acid or beta hydroxy acid, um, to penetrate your skin much deeper than a moisturizer. A moisturizer, of course, is to, you know, keep your skin hydrated, moisturized, etc. Acids, similar to serums, will have a job. They are very specific. Just trying to generally know 
what each of them do, right? You don't need to be the biggest scientist. You don't need to know how it can affect, like, uh, your face specifically or, like, its ingredients, but just generally have an understanding of what each one does. Now, if I'm being honest, base level, all you need is a face wash. You need a toner, um, a face wash, a toner, and a moisturizer. Let's say if we are talking to the the guy who does not care, this is his first time, if someone said to him, what are the three essential things that, you know, he should have? A face wash, a toner, and a moisturizer, right? Now, I think the other things come into play when you have a specific goal in mind that you're trying to achieve, whether it be from reducing fine lines to making your skin brighter to getting rid of dark spots. That's when you start to kind of jump in to these other areas. So for me, I would recommend to someone who didn't know what they needed to do, have your face wash, have your toner, and have your moisturizer. Okay, awesome. That's that's a, that's a good start. So say okay. So for me right now, um, I'm trying to decide on what vitamin C serum to use, on which acid would be appropriate. Because right now I don't use any of either. I I think I was using um, a vitamin C serum from what's it called? I think Urban Skin RX for a while. Then I think it finished, and I was like, I want to use something else, but I haven't decided on it. So what would you what would you recommend? So I think what's really important is actually looking at some of the products that you have. So one thing that's actually worth mentioning is that a lot of products, so like moisturizers, face washes, have some of these products in them already. Mm -hmm. So you will find that there are a lot of moisturizers that have uh, vitamin C in them. You will find there are a lot of face washes that have salicylic acid in them. So sometimes it's actually worth paying attention to that because sometimes to put too much acid on your face is a bad thing. So in terms of vitamin C, I guess you need to decide, I guess, do you want something that's more natural? Do you want something that's more organic? I think it really comes down to, I guess, picking your skin type and your preference. Then that kind of narrows it down into what you want to do. So me, for example, I use the I use two things. So first of all, I use the vitamin C creme from Banish Acne Scars which is a Californian company. And I guess their unique selling point is that everything is organic and it's animal-free and it's vegan-friendly. Um, but more, what, do you, what do you call them? Um, Banish Acne Scars. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, feel free to use my promo code, Latif50. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. They are, <laughs> they are really good simply because they cater to... It's not like they cater, but any skin type can use them without an issue simply because they are organic, right? And the vitamin C creme is specifically targeted at people who have oily skin, who don't want to necessarily use a vitamin C oil because they don't want their skin to be more shiny and increase the oil production. So that is one thing I use. Another thing I use also from Banish Acne Scars is their vitamin C oil. Again, because I don't particularly have oily skin and I use it before I go to sleep, um, I'm not particularly fussed about using it. Um, so I use their vitamin C oil, which is really good. And again, similar to the creme, is just meant to help you um, get rid of those dark spots and dark. Why is everything on their on their site black? <laughs> I know. I, I I quite like it. Like I I think their site is so simple. 
it's just black. They tell you the ingredients. They actually show um, before and after pictures of their yeah, customers. Um, they're very transparent. The, the one mm. thing I will give them is that they are, are extremely transparent. Um, mm. And if you are like a customer, you have an opportunity to share your before and after photos, right? Um, which is really good. And they're really um, interactive. I've seen how they interact with their customers through their Instagram and through their other social media channels. Awesome. So personally, that's what I would recommend. Other things yeah. that fall into, I guess, the vitamin C bucket. Um, so Body Shop have this vitamin C pill yeah i've been meaning to get that for a while yeah which is, it's it's a it's a natural one it's it's literally really good because you can use it as m- many times as you want um because again it is organic so there's no i guess risk to thinking that it may damage your skin although my recommended usage will be three times a week mm. um again that's really good you can use it on people of all ages so if 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 you know like if you want to use it on your daughter if you want to use it you can which is really good and then when we get into i guess acid really acids are a bit of a weird one because i guess arguably you could say that most acids generally by rule of thumb their main aim is to remove dead skin cells and help up like the production the, the production of uh, new skin cells so when you think about like salicylic acid you would really want to be going for your salicylic acid your glycolic acid obviously i think number one acid that should be used is the salicylic acid so i think the ordinary they have a really good one which is two percent so it's called the ordinary salicylic solution shopping bag is getting full yeah awesome. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, really, really good. So I think that would be like, I mean, of course, I always tell everyone shop around, look at different types of things um, and what it's good for. But, you know, generally speaking, salicylic acid is a BHA, so beta hydroxy acid. And, um, you know, it exfoliates, it unclogs pores, and it also has like antibacterial properties. So it should be at the top of your list when we talk about acids. Okay. followed that you could look at glycolic acid also the ordinary do a really good one and um, i believe it's seven percent and you know that just kind of helps the turnover of dead skin cells which is really helpful when you think about it breaking up the parts of your face which had those dark spots and what kind of makes them cling together as well as moving dead skin cells which obviously help lead to ingrown hairs that's all i'm asking is just a basic understanding of what this does and what is a brand you would recommend that you've used in the past that is as close to um, organic and natural as possible that you know that, oh, if I test this out, it's not going to have some adverse reaction and I'm going to look like a monster for like six weeks, which is good. It's a good start. (laughs) It's a good start. So that, thank you for that. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Modern Code Podcast. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and follow us on social media. We are The Modern Code, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening.